Hey, welcome back to the Arizona Schnoodle Walks with uh, Buddy's owner. And we are, there's the obligatory gate closure. The obligatory, obligatory gate closure on this, what is this, Wednesday morning. Yes, May 12th, 2021. And uh, it's been since July 7th. Your podcast birthday of 2020 was the last podcast, and I, I, um, I haven't used this app to record a podcast in quite a while, so I had to, it took me a while to figure out how to upload what I call the the unpublished podcast. And the good news, it's only nine minutes, right? <laughs> so, it was a nine minute podcast from July 7th, 2020, and here we are. Almost a year later, 10 months, 10 months. And oh boy, so many thoughts have been stirred over the last 10 months. So first all, shout out to one of my biggest fans. This is kind of almost dedicated to my biggest fan. Almost. Is it almost? It's for everyone, right? (laughs) Yeah, the podcast is for everyone. So... The, the podcast. Yeah. Well, Buddy's home. We're home. So much has been going on. And, uh, of course, we're walking Buddy. So the length of the podcast is determined by Buddy, not by your podcast host. So who knew how powerful the dogs were, right? This, this dog is, like, in total control of the podcast. At least its length. And kind of the meanderings we go on. But it uh, wouldn't be uh, Arizona Schnoodle Walks without checking in with the temperature and the, and the humidity and the dew point, right? Right? That's, that's what you really love about the podcast. <laughs> so it's 73 degrees in this Arizona blue sky desert and uh, 16% humidity. And I haven't used the dew point calculator app, and I think it's gone. So I had to Google it, the obligatory Google it um, instructions. So I found a new calculator, and it's 24 degrees Fahrenheit on the dew point, May 12th. So for those of you who don't know the desert climates here of Arizona, that's an awesome dew point. It feels really comfortable. I mean, I'm, this is a good walk. Buddy's, Buddy needs a haircut too, by the way. But we'll get that in a few weeks and uh, get him trimmed down. Because the heat is coming. The heat is coming. And uh, so what's been happening? I don't know. Do, we, do, I, do you think I could review the last 10 months? In one buddy's walk, I don't know. And you know how much preparation I do for these. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually been on a few podcasts, other people's podcasts, and that's interesting. Interviewing about my book, A Six Sola, which the launch, marketing, rollout. Um, was interrupted with 
some major events, right? So if you the, go back to listen to June, June 2020 was a pivotal month, right? So I launched, the book was published, and as things happen in life that we have no control over, right? Uh, published like June 2nd, and my wife had a doctor's appointment on June 17th. And the news wasn't good. COVID influenced my um, knowledge of the situation, as I wasn't—I didn't hear it firsthand from the doctor. But essentially, the result was the stage four cancer came back, and boy, it was at a a quick ending and an unplanned for event, right? I mean, you just—how do you plan for that? And as you know, I just uh, heard a great message a couple months ago, and now it's sinking in how significant it is. Is we want control over things, right? We want control. We want to be able to control things, plan things, have everything lined up. And uh, if you haven't figured out your podcast host here, probably leans towards overthinking. You know, <laughs> so maybe there'll be a Maybe maybe it'll uh, show evidence of growth. I don't know. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Although the old, you know, overthinking the overthinking guy is pretty funny, right? And hopefully, there's you've had some laughs listening to this. So it's been so long. I mean, I'm at the gate. Okay, this gate is good. I don't have to punch in the code today. So we're out. There it is. We're out the gate, and we're going to do a little walking. And I've, I've been on a little bit of a journey, a little bit of woo-woo spiritual, so that that's joined, came into my vocabulary in uh, the last 12 months, the woo-woo spiritual thing. And I think uh, one of the women I went on a first date with was great. She uh, she introduced me to that expression, the woo-woo spirituality. And then she ghosted me. <laughs> which, which is a new experience, right? I, as, as your pod, podcast host, um, I get to introduce you to what it's like to get ghosted. And... You know, I think everybody should get ghosted. It's kind of like a rite of passage or something. And a wonderful woman, but she realized that uh, I'm just not her her thing, which is okay. Because I'm coming to realize that the uh, we're not for everybody. There's 8 billion people on the planet, right? Remember, I've probably said that a thousand times. And... Uh, and I'm getting used to repeating. I, there's something inside of me. Like, I don't like to be a, a repeater, but sometimes I have to for my own purposes. And maybe for yours, too. All right, good morning. So we have about, for those of you who don't live in, in desert cities like Phoenix or Tucson or even Vegas up in Nevada, Nevada has some desert-like experiences. And there's probably parts of California. I just, you know, I don't know. They're not very populated parts of California. 
Well, I guess I should take that back. I think, was it Palm Springs or desert stuff? There's like, there's a lot of desert places in California too. And, uh, it's, it, this is, it's like May, it's May 12th. And by June 1st, it's going to be just two weeks from now. We're, we're going to start going into hibernation. So 90% of the United States doesn't live in Phoenix, maybe 95. So although we have the American cultural background, we have a different outdoor experience. And it's, it's kind of an odd one because really June, July, August, whew, most of the, like I say, 95, 98% of the country is like, Summertime, this is great. Woohoo! And unfortunately, we in Phoenix, in these desert hot areas, we're like, uh, can we can we get to October, please? <laughs> and the rest of the country's like, no, we don't want October. We love June, July, August, September. We don't. We can put October off for a while. And uh, so yeah, so that's life in these deserts of the Western Hemisphere, known as the United States of America, which has been around for a couple hundred years, but not as long as Egypt, or, for example, or, or Greece, you know. But we're okay with that. We're, you know, we're, uh, this is our humble abode here. Ah, so some bikers. Once again, things are going to change in a few weeks. I think people are we're squeezing in all of our outdoor entertainment. And I'm looking at three high school dudes who are getting ready for the bus. And they all have their phones. Look at that. They're all looking at their cell phones. And now they're looking at some old guy with a dog talking about that and they're wondering who is this crazy guy <laughs> heads down heads down masks on <laughs> not for me we won't talk about the masks will we although did did i miss out no i didn't miss out on covid last year did i <laughs> the last podcast was july 20 and july 7 2020 so that means, uh, yeah, that was full-blown COVID thing. So, yeah, if, you, if COVID was disturbing you, then like kind of like the unwinding of someone's life and moving on to the next life, that's, that's that wasn't due to COVID, right? It was just, not just, it was uh, stage four cancer, right? So it happens. And... Uh, so I didn't know it at the time, but uh, the breathing, I think I just just shared this story with one person yesterday, and, and perhaps that's my motivation for the podcast today, is to share it with more people, right? And that is the breathing. So uh, if you, the experience of having someone pass away, is usually reserved for statistically, of course, you know, it's for older people, right? 
And but when it happens when you're younger, there's all kinds of possibilities, car accidents, violence. You know, people will pass away at early ages for extraordinary reasons. But natural causes like cancer, unfortunately, is a natural cause. It's uh, it can be a shocking experience. So I probably didn't really. I probably wasn't motivated in the last ten months to do a podcast. You know, and I, I've been distracted by many things. I'm not pleasantly distracted. These aren't. I'm not saying I had distractions of that weren't good. They were just positive distractions. But uh, for many reasons, I'm back doing the, the podcast. Of course, don't worry, Buddy did get walked all year. <laughs> so, buddy, buddy gets his two-a-day walks pretty much. He's a spoiled little dog. But he did get shared. I did share him with my mother-in-law, and she, while she was healthy, was able to to walk, Buddy. But even she started, you know, the, the the aging body, the aging body catches up with us eventually, right? We all deny it and think that we're going to live forever in this body. But if we listen to our bodies, we know they're they're unwinding, you know? They're ravel- unraveling. So back to breathing. Can I stay focused? I don't know. I mean, it's my podcast. There's no notes. There's no show notes for this. So, so do I amazingly pull it together? I mean, I give myself a bunch of crap for not being organized, disciplined, focused. But I've been told that I actually do somehow come back to a reasonable topic. So, and the reasonable topic today is breathing, right? So what I didn't know at the time with the hospice care and my wife winding, unwinding and, and I... Uh, literally was, and I have to be careful how I say that word, literally. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I literally was counting her breaths at one time, like, okay, get my stopwatch out, something's happening. You know, this is uh, the actual, I haven't really talked through the the passing away sequence very often, but it was like Friday, she shut down. Just like, okay, she had a lot of people over. She was great. I love my wife for attitude. Like if you have someone passing away, um, it's tough, you know? It's like you're on your own. That's like the ultimate on your own process. You're on your own, right? You can't, it's hard to say, hey, can you tell me, you know, how I should feel about this right now? You're on your own, right? And my wife was so brave about it. She was so... She really left us a gift with a positive attitude, you know, and uh, very interesting. So her comments Friday morning to many visitors were a big smile as she had. And she... uh, Positively said, see you on the other side. And, uh, yeah, it was a gift. 
just this quick aside of my, on the other hand, my dad, 10 years ago, who's quite funny guy and had, you know, a huge impact, uh, on my life. Of course, right. Of course. And, uh, perhaps those stories are for another time, but his passing was, uh, was, I chuckled when he told me this, he's passing away and he's like, well, I hope I did enough. <laughs> and, and depending on your like faith beliefs or what you've been taught or what you've been, you think about God and afterlife and stuff, right? It, I, I can laugh at it. So most many people probably won't laugh at that. They'll be like, oh, you mean, oh, he had fear about what was going to happen next. And, and uh, I don't have any fear for what happened next with my dad. I, I, uh, he was part of a very large organized religious um, denomination, probably the oldest one in existence, right? And so I thought, the message is there in that organization, but they do kind of a lousy job of bringing life out of their people, right? And what I mean by that is my dad didn't have peace. He had no confidence in that he was going to go to a better place. And, and we don't know what that better place looks like or is, but... You know, it's it's got to be better than this, right? Maybe that's a great title for this podcast. I was I was thinking for a while that the podcast should be called Breathing, but maybe it should just be called It's Got to Be Better Than This. <laughs> and I mean, I love some of this other guy's podcast, and he he prepares his podcast, he writes them out, and he really does a great job. And uh, he's he's kind of I guess I would say a professional podcaster, but he's he's kind of chill professional, right? He's not he's not selling stuff every fifteen minutes and stuff. But yeah, naming a podcast is kind of fun, but it's just I don't prepare them. Like I just do the podcast, and I'll figure out what we're going to call it later. And how about that? Let's do it. It's it's got to be. It's got to be better than this. And oh, can I live in that? Can I not overthink that? Can I just sit in that knowledge of, yeah, it's got to be better than this. So yeah, my dad passed away that way. And uh, I wasn't present exactly at the exact moment he stopped breathing. But I remember... That was six or eight hours later, and sure enough, that was the end for my dad. And you know, I went to see. Seeing a dead body sounds morbid, but um, it's quite impactful because I saw his body there, which I had seen probably at the time for fifty years, and he was gone. That was like my reaction. It's like I see a body, you know, one hundred and fifty, one hundred and eighty pounds, whatever he weighs, of flesh body familiar to me very familiar but he wasn't there like it's like you can tell it's like he's not there anymore it's it's, it's the weirdest thing and, it, and it's shaping my woo-woo spirituality look at 
we are living souls in a human body. It's such a simple statement. But if I let that sink in, we are living souls in a human body. And that's not in the Bible. That's what I'm finding so interesting. It's like so many people are like, where's that in the Bible? The Bible. And it's sort of, it is in the Bible in a way, right? Because God breathed life into us, right? In Genesis, he created us out of the dust. So I'm sure you've heard sermons, messages, preaching from the Bible, right? But it's how do we let the, the Bible speak to us, inform us, influence us, right? So I'm like, for me now, because I've had these end-of-life experiences, I'm like, breathe life into us. Breathe life into us. And uh, the breathing. So I've, I've been listening to some guided meditation. And at first, it seems uh, it's out of my comfort zone because it's like, take a deep breath, you know, breathe in through your nose and i'm thinking like why am i breathing in through my nose i can breathe in through my mouth <laughs> damn it podcast host can you just go with things no i can't i have to think about everything anyway so breathe in through your nose oh, exhale out through your mouth so okay for once in my life i'm starting to like listen to other people i can't believe it can i can your podcast host just listen and accept somebody else says without questioning it no i kind of it's kind of like my life my life's problem or journey or whatever and there's and i found the source of it which i won't really talk about now because I, I don't know i might have talked about it in a podcast but i probably should do a update deep dive on what my early life story is unfolding to mean to me so that's for maybe that's for tonight's walk i don't I don't plan these things out. So um, we'll see. We'll see. If my huge head and brain will pull that out sometime, it'll come out. So it's got to be better than this. And you can go ahead and chuckle and say, yeah, this podcast, it's got to be better than this. <laughs> it's got to be better than this. So anyways, back to the breathing is like the subtitle of the, the podcast, breathing, life, right? So I, uh, at the time, I didn't know much about breathing when my wife was ending, but I was with her and family and support group. And we all watched and looked for signs of pain, right? You look at someone's face, they're still breathing and you're like, are they they in pain and you can give them a little squirt of morphine to to, to uh, reduce the pain and 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 she didn't really you know wince at all but I you know I was like well we'll just give her a half a little bit of morphine just you want someone to be comfortable right but back to the breathing so I count them and there were like six seven eight breaths that she was doing and I got I thought I'm gonna google it how many breaths should we be breathing, right? So the first Google result was like, the average person breathes 15 to 18 breaths per minute. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my, what, what's going on? So I call the hospice people on the phone. Because they, they, the hospice people, shout out to them, they're awesome, really, all around. Such a great organization. Way underappreciated. Way, way underappreciated. Because that's, those moments, if you're, I mean, it kind of, in a strange way, I'm blessed by the whole experience, both my dad and my wife's, because it's, it's so insightful to, now what can I do with it? I have to share my insights with others because if I just keep it, it doesn't, it's not having its the, the benefit for as many people as need to hear it. So I'm working on it. I'll work on that. I'm doing it right now. So the benefit, and so so I'm looking at the breath and they come over to console me, right? Not so much, there's nothing they can do really for my wife. And it's just like, well, that's part of the process of shutting down. And I just thought, well, my analytical part of my brain is like, okay, well, that's it. Then it probably means she'll do six to eight. And then I'll go to four to six. And then I'll go to three to five. And then who knows how it's going to go. And then it'll just it'll just be over, right? It'll just be none, zero. And that's... That is it. Now, of course, we've all probably watched medical shows and they focus on the heartbeat and say, well, you know, you get the emergency room and they got the, the dramatic, dramatic um, heart measurement. And then it goes red line, as they call it, right? Because there's no longer a red blip going beep, beep, beep. And then it just goes beep, red line. And then, you know, it's over, right? But we, you know, that's great for TV shows and drama because you get a visual. But the breathing, you don't really have, they don't, they could probably put a measurement on it, but they don't. So they don't. I mean, we could, but we don't. We could, but we don't. I don't know. It's fine. But I now, so that happened. I mean, she, she was doing six to eight Sunday morning. And I, and I see this as symbolic. I mean, everybody has their experience. So basically, my wife shut down on Friday afternoon. And she had a great morning, talked to a lot of people. I thought, like, maybe that was a mistake. Because, like, maybe, and she fell asleep around noonish, 1 o'clock. And I just was looking, watching her and stuff. And, you know, we were all taking turns watching. And I was like, huh, maybe, maybe that wasn't such a good idea have all these people over because it probably took all the energy out of her and i said well i'm not going to wake her up now i'm just going to let her rest you know, maybe she'll want to have some dinner on friday night or something but that was it folks i mean it was kind of like no more conscious no more eyes open smiling no more interaction no more words coming from her and hospice people tell you that well go ahead and talk to them because they can still hear you and and surprisingly, that's difficult for me, even though I'm doing this podcast, which is, is anybody hearing me? <laughs> so, I certainly don't seem to have a problem talking on a podcast when I don't know if anyone can hear me. But anyways, that was a side note. And so, you know, I guess we talked a little bit. I probably now, in hindsight, I wish I did more talking. But I didn't. I didn't. And, and so then Friday goes on, Saturday... The breathing, that's when I started Googling the breathing. 
hospice came out Saturday night and said, well, you know, this is the natural thing. Stayed up with her late. You know, overnight was overnight Friday and overnight Saturday was kind of a struggle. And uh, so um, she was doing this six to eight breaths. And I'm like, okay, Michael, stop counting the damn breaths. <laughs> I pretty much stopped. Okay. So, so I uh, was up late Saturday night into Sunday morning and I was like trying to stay awake and her mom was there and other people taking turns and it got to be like four in the morning or something. I, I wrote it down in my journal and in my journal, kind of like my personal Dresden, if I ever want to look at it. It's like the, 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 when I say personal Dresden, it's because I love this book about this guy doing his journaling for so many reasons. I won't, you've probably heard it before, but the point is, is like life happens. We don't have control over it. Right. So this dude's recording what's going on in his life. And all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, our city's getting the crap blown out of it, you know, and he just dealt with it, you know. You just had to deal with it. So he's like kind of my hero, this guy. So just to repeat, Victor Klemper, a really interesting dude. And I'll, I'll warn you, it's like really boring reading his diary. <laughs> but, but I slogged through it because there was, I felt there was, there was value in it for me. Some of it was like, what's going through this guy's mind while he's experiencing 1933 to 1945, 12 years of Nazi control over his life, right? Back to this control issue. How did he deal with it? He was a Jewish guy married to a Christian woman. Anyway, so my part of one, another one of my personal Dresdens is, is this day. It was June 28th, Sunday, 2020. And I was trying to stay awake. I wrote in my journal. I said, you know, maybe, maybe this is it. You know, today's the day, Sunday. And sure enough, I fell asleep. I don't know if it was 4.35. And then I just woke up, boom, 6.30. And it scared me because like, there, there it is. No more. No more breathing. Yeah. What a punch in the gut, right? So I'm kind of I'm trying to avoid not reliving the moment because uh, I'm learning that we all have life experiences that are painful, right? And we don't know how to deal with them, right? So that was, yeah, that was one of them for me. And, uh, but, you know. Again, it's kind of a gift, symbolic gift. And I don't like rest in peace, like so many of us say, rest in peace. And as you can imagine, your podcast host just can't let anything sit. I have to argue with everything, right? <laughs> so I've changed rest in peace. For me personally, I tell people I like it to be resurrection in paradise. Okay? So you guys can keep your little RIP you know, RIP, but let's reframe it to resurrection in paradise, right? And that, that kind of formed a, a basis for my five, six minute little spiel speech to 
honor my wife at her celebration of life, uh, which is on YouTube, July 20th, 2020. And uh, celebrating her life. And I, God gave me the words, whatever, to figure out how to honor. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she resurrected in paradise. And I love that reframing. Because we all have our, our pains, you know, so there you go. Buddy, what do you want? You want to go off this beaten path here. He usually, he doesn't do this, but there's some holes in the ground in the desert. And this is like moons, by the way, I get a kick out of it. Like this is like moon space, um, scape, just where we have oxygen and we can walk around on it. But it's the ugliest stuff really on the planet, rocks and brown dirt. I mean, some people say we got to go to Mars, but, you know, just go to Arizona. It's kind of like, it's kind of like being on Mars already. <laughs> so this, this is Mars, you know, and we just, we just don't need oxygen, but we will hibernate pretty soon and go inside and, uh, morning. There we go. There's, there we go. So, um, yeah, so this is like the moon surface so resurrect in paradise and I, I might as well I'm going to take a little dig here at uh, at somebody and it's a it's a nice dig so so to me it's another poetic moment was um, I don't know maybe I should it's, it's maybe it's mess maybe I shouldn't do that maybe I should save that for some other time Wow, this is the first time ever in podcast history that I decided not to say something. <laughs> which, which is really, really funny. So I'm refraining from something I wanted to say that happened. Morning. Good. The beagle's looking good. Thank you. You're going to, buddy, don't bark now. Come on. Oh, this is cute. Ralphie's getting old. About 13. Ralphie? Yeah. Ralphie's 13. Buddy's like six. Yeah. So. All right. Have a good walk. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Yeah. So, Ralphie the Beagle. Cute little dog. 13. Getting up there. So, the there was another event that happened that morning, which... I was going to share, but I'm going to hold off because it's, it's going to take me into a little bit of negativity. I, I can spin it to positivity, but I'm not going to do it. So, um, so that was, that was the breathing, right? The breath is gone. I've seen it with my father and now with my wife. So, yeah. So then I, in the last 12, 10 months, I've, encountered some guided meditation and other breathing work. Like there's somebody even has a, I watched a, a video on breathing work, right? So this kind of stuff is not in my comfort zone. And then I saw another video from a guy that I really enjoy listening to his philosophies on things. And he, he did like a 15 minute 
discussion on breathing, you know. And that's, it really is where life, you know, it's the, the woo-woo people say, breathe in that life source, you know. That life source, which sounds so, oh, woo-woo, that's, you know, where's that in the Bible, you know. And um, it probably is in Psalms somewhere. I bet you if I Google it, you know, I could probably find a few Psalms that talk about whew, breathing in that life source, right? And, and, and you know, so the, 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 the people that have to see it, sola scriptura, you know, have to see it in the Bible, right? Martin Luther. So actually when I get to heaven, I'm going to say, well, actually, Martin, the sixth sola should have been the first sola, but you just missed it. And God's going to give me an elbow and go, yeah, that's right. Michael, Michael got it. <laughs> the sixth sola is the first one, but hey, you know, that's how God works. He's a living God. And there's, we, we are evolving, which I hope that's a, that's a trigger word too. Evolving. So we're transforming as individuals and maybe, maybe we're transforming as a uh, group, but I realize that, that, I, that I don't want to get involved in group transformations, right? Or society transformations. Because it's the the only transformation that matters is our own, right? It's like I think we get distracted, especially the media distracts us with so many causes. Fix this problem, fix that problem, fix this problem. And if I don't fix my own problem, well, I mean, what am I doing? Trying to fix some kind of societal issue that we think is so important when I don't even have my own problem sorted out. And we probably never will. But I do enjoy focusing on uh, my own issues. So, well, I did see my spiritual friend just walk by with Shyla. But I think she just had enough of me for a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just got back in my house. A whole other story. I was away for pretty much eight to ten weeks for my house because I was renting it out. And it was a great experience renting it out. I love it. I love sharing my house with people. And uh, they, they just they come in from other places outside of Arizona and they... They uh, get to enjoy the desert. But anyway, she, uh, I think she moved on. But uh, where is that? Let's see if I can get back on track. Um, yeah, personal transformation, right? So that is my book, right? And it's a, there's a, a man named, I think it's Ryan Holiday. And uh, just before I, I did some of my final editing, I read through his book too. And he's kind of like, well, what, what makes a book like really great, like a perennial bestseller, perennial, right? And so, you know, it's got to have lasting influence, right? 
So then I, that, 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 I, I'm sure that influenced the subtitle of my book because it connects two things for me, which is the past, hopefully with some of the present, because that's where we live, and then the future. So, uh, and I always wanted to be connected to Martin Luther for some reason, just because I feel like, okay, we had pretty much one church up until Martin Luther 500 years ago. And then that experience, what he was working on. And there's no judgment about whether he was doing the right thing or not. He just did his thing. And that was a moment in history, which for good or bad changed a lot of things. And that's how we ended up with our current situation with like thousands of denominational buckets, as I call it, of, of faith community. And that's what's nice about the woo-woo spiritual thing. There's no claim to be, this is the right way. And even just saying that makes me want to think about it more, but I'm not going to right now. <laughs> I'm almost at the end of my walk. So my book subtitle is, it's time to move on from the last 500 years of Reformation to the next 500 years of transformation. So that's my thing. That's my belief. It starts with me transforming. And I'd like to develop in people the idea of personal transformation. And that's so much of our conflict with each other and stress and heartache is because we're not transformed or we're not fully loving, joyful, the fruit of the spirit, you know, the woo, it's almost the fruit of the spirit could be seen in the woo woo spiritual fashion, love, joy, peace. Like, don't we all want some peace? Patience, um, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And we read through those words so quickly that because we have this, well, it says that in the Bible, you know, so we ah, and we just rattle them off like, yeah. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness. Or wait, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right? Yeah, got it, yeah. And yet I know myself, I have to humble myself and say, well, I'm not the most gentle person, certainly not the most kind, especially in differing situations, right? So I started, I had to switch. So my, in my book, I talk about the, distribution curve, the Gaussian curve, the 10 Deutschmark, which I love to give out. I gave one out yesterday. It's precious to me. And so I guess I was saddened a bit by having it not be received with <laughs> as much joy as I gave it, right? And that's okay. That's okay. So I gave one away. And did I sell it? Did I like sell how significant it was to me? And I did. I mean, I did enough selling. 
of why it's so cool, right? And the reason it's so cool is my discovery that I don't have to be like super kind, right? I don't have to be like the most awesome kind person on the planet. I just need to be more kind today than I was yesterday. And that's the curve. So there are so many, there's probably billions of people on the planet that are way more kind than I am. Like I'm below, I would say I'm below average on kindness. So you can look at the curve, right? I'm like, I'm not terrible, but I don't have zero kindness. But I don't even know if I have average kindness. And that's okay. So it's a reframing of living. So I just want to, you know, maybe for me, just moving to being averagely kind is good. And there's some outliers, you know, I love the outliers thing, right? There's some people that are just amazingly kind, right? And I may never achieve their level of kindness, right? So shout out to one of my more frequent listeners. I would say she is probably in that outlier category of kindness. And, and she should embrace it, you know. And she probably is saddened because, to some extent, that, wow, um, my reaction to the situation is to respond with kindness. But five out of ten people I'm with are not really that kind about the situation. Right? So even if you're like an outlier in some you know, characteristics of, of the spiritual fruit. It's a challenge because you, you may not be surrounded by people that are as nearly kind as you are. And even that's okay. All of this is okay. You know, to me, it's just having the awareness of what might be happening. So, um, was I going to say? I would think I might have something else to say here. And uh, billions of people, where am I at? So uh, it's like, don't, I, I have a tendency, and maybe many of us do, to speed ourselves up and, and say we're, we're not this or that. And uh, I suppose it reminds me of the strength finders. There's 34 strengths that they categorize or frame. And 34 is a lot. That's a pretty good good subcategory. Like there's only nine fruits of the spirit. For whatever reason, the guys come up with 34 strengths. So I love to tell a story about how I'm not. My 34 strength is harmony, meaning I suck. At being harmonious. So, those of you who know me well will go, the light bulb should go off and go, oh yeah, Mike doesn't really, doesn't seem to care about harmony. Yeah, he really sucks at harmony. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just because it's such a huge weakness for me, right? But 
opposite. I, I call it the opposite. The Gallup Strength Finder people. I've never had a discussion with the professionals. But my thing is inclusivity, right? So I didn't know. I'm all like, Michael, your second strength is includer. I'm like, what the heck is that? What the heck is an includer? And uh, one thing they say is don't don't strength shame people. So there's probably it's probably unlikely that anyone that has a high strength and harmony, they're probably going to find me repulsive, right? So like I did that elder podcast, right? Pre and post elder podcast. I would probably wager quite a large sum that if he took the strength finders class, that he would be like, harmony would probably be in his top five. So of course he's going to be repulsed by me, right? And I'm, I became repulsed with him because, you know, I'm an includer. I don't mind including people that are high in harmony, but they got to back off. <laughs> they have to grow. See, their <coughs> their blind spots <coughs> for people with harmony, the blind spot is exclusivity right so you and i can't stand exclusivity so there's this natural repulsion i have with harmonious people do do we need to win do i need to win maybe because i'm also an entp debater so i'm going to argue and debate and say you know harmony is overrated (laughs) guess what they would say yeah inclusivity it's overrated so we're at a we're at a crossroads on that. And can I just accept it? Like can I listen to the the professionals at Gallup and say, Michael, don't be a strength shamer, right? Obviously I get along. Like if any of the listeners, I have a feeling like my super fan, I'm pretty sure she's also not Ari in harmony. In fact I think I think actually she might be like near the bottom too. Like Definitely like 30, 31, 32, 33. And I could look it up. And I really enjoy the strength finders thing because like that relationship I have with her is, is interesting. She's very restorative. Like it's just like so it's like you do this test and it's like you get these aha moments like, oh, aha, I'm restorative. I like to fix things. These restorative people love to fix problems. And who doesn't like having those people around, right? I mean, we all have problems. That's like the definition of life, right? So restorative people are like the most awesome people on the planet because you're like, oh, thank you. Thank you for fixing this. I had, you know, because they have this like insight in how to fix problems. So I'm, I mean, if I was going to be jealous, maybe, of a strength, I'm not going to be jealous of harmony. (laughs) So we know that. But I I mean, I don't know if I'm jealous of restorative, because maybe I would drive myself crazy being that restorative person. So I think if I looked at my results, I don't, it's not even in my top 10. It might be 14, which is kind of like not bad. So I, you know, 
I'm not going to shame restorative at all because one, we all need restorative. And I would argue, of course, that we don't need harmony. <laughs> we don't, we don't need harmony. Right. So, um, so yeah. And I think we do need inclusivity. I mean, there's so much even talk, even the, the messed up talk we have in the media right now is a lot of it is about diversity and inclusion. Well, I'm sitting here. I'm like, why? Well, I, I, I got that strength, man. I'm Mr. Inclusivity. Yeah. And uh, I really believe it. But I have to get over all kinds of biases. Like people would look at me and it's a, again, it's that man looks at the outward appearance of things. So outwardly, I probably don't look like I'm an includer, right? Because I just, I don't know. There's a whole bunch that goes with that. And uh, I'm back home. I'm 52 minutes in. Not surprisingly, a long podcast. And uh, I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it and were encouraged and blessed. I don't know if I'll pick this up again as a regular routine or not. We'll see. I got other things. I need to be doing, but I do have to walk by every day. So certainly it is possible to fit in a podcast, but now I need to have, I need to rack my brain. Does this podcast was the title. Is this all there is? Is this all there is? Was that what I said? I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go listen to this to find out what I called it. But I'm pretty sure I have to talk myself through this. I think I said, "Is this is is this it? Maybe that's it. Is this it? Is or is this all there is? Is this all there is to it? Is this it? Is this it? I think I like that. I'm gonna go, even though I'm I probably overruled the previous <clears throat> title. I'm gonna go with, "Is this it?" question mark. I love that title now. I'm not, I hope that, I hope that was it before, but now I I can't remember. And, uh, since I don't follow a script, you now you know why I I have issues, but from my heart, from my heart, it's, is this it? Right, bud? Are you having trouble breathing, bud? Oh yeah. Buds. Um, is this it, bud? Yeah. He's breathing heavy. And we had some good breath talk there. Bad breathing. Maybe I should count your breaths. No, I'm not going to do that. All right. So what do I end with? I forgot. I think I end with grace, mercy. We need mercy and peace to you all. Amen. <laughs>